0: And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. Friday afternoon, it's time to welcome along to the studio. Once again, to talk finance from Envision Financial, it is Luke Smith. Good afternoon. Mate, good afternoon. It's very, it's a very exciting Friday afternoon, I must it, admit. It is a very exciting Friday afternoon because, uh, I don't know about you, but I saw something you don't normally see. Did you see that helicopter before?
1: Yeah, look, I may have arrived to the show in a <laughs> helicopter, and I've <laughs> got a gift. You know, first time in my life, and I've got to admit, it's super exciting. I recommend everybody has a go at it. Oh, so, so
0: you're bouncing around because you're still having the adrenaline high.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? I was out for lunch with some very good mates of mine, and uh, look, Helicopter Corp, Complex Cove, they've got a helicopter. <laughs> if you want to ex- you know, to surprise your missus for a weekend down at Bannisters, fly down for lunch, have some lunch, fly home. It's about 1500 bucks, but they can... Make up just about anything you want. If you want to take your missus out and just blow her socks off, I can highly recommend that you use them um, because they've just flown um me in from Pialago and I am uber impressed with
0: uh, well, I yeah. think you. I think what that amounts to is a shameless free commercial plug. Do you know what? If it's cash for comment, Matt, <laughs> Matt,
1: Matt Haskins at Complex Code, they run a they run a schmick operation. Oh, and you're I'm d- gonna I'm gonna sell the backside out of it. You're doing it again. There we go. Another
0: ca- shameless free. <laughs> there it free. is. Yeah, there it free, is. Free, you know, Why not? Commercial. Yeah, all right. For
1: the first time in my life, I'm coming was... in a chopper, so I'm right. I'm gonna ride it. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, good on you. I can clearly tell you're excited, buzzing, mate. It was that so buzzing. exciting. It that's was honestly a great way like, to end the week. It was well, I gotta tell you, it was good fun for all. Of people here to watch the thing come in and right. land right next to our car park it was mm. a very handy spot for it to land and a very impressive nice looking helicopter so lovely
1: helicopter well done kept my shoes clean very excited
0: when you say for the first time you mean first time in a helicopter first
1: time in a helicopter yep okay. 44 right. last Friday first time in a helicopter and I'll tell you what Absolutely, dynamite! Everybody should do it at least once.
0: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember the very first time I was in a helicopter. Yeah. Um, I was quite uh, astounded because when it took off, it was very, very smooth. It, it's just mm, very l- smooth, lifting yeah. away from the ground. It was so smooth, I did not feel like we were taking off at all. Uh. I felt like the ground was falling away from us it was like i was sitting still and the earth was falling away
1: (laughs) it's funny because we had that conversation on the way over like wow this is smooth he goes yep just don't walk behind the plane i got out of the helicopter walk behind the helicopter he goes lucky i turned it off or you'd have no arms i went okay first (coughs) time don't hold it against me so yeah look helicopter corp there's another plug absolutely dynamite take your wife to the coast for the weekend she'll love you forever.
0: Fantastic stuff. All right, we should do some talking finance. <laughs> we should and we should. Uh, Luke, you need to calm down. Beautiful. Okay. Oh, so excited. I could tell. Wow. <laughs> helicopter on a
1: Friday, hey? How many people can say they did that to work?
0: We could spend the whole program <laughs> talking about the helicopter if you like, but uh, we should talk about what is an account-based pension and how yep. does it work? Exactly. That is why we're here it after is. all. It is
1: that is that's that's the that's that that's the the frank and beans of the conversation. So, <laughs> last week we spoke about transition to retirement which was, I've got a foot in each camp and I'm thinking about stepping down, but I'd like to access my super and make the most of my cash flow. Today, we're talking about account-based pensions, which is, okay, I've decided to go and now I'm going to access my accumulated superannuation and I'm going to draw an income stream. So if we draw a line in the sand and say, you spend the majority of your working life building up your super base, be it through personal contributions or something from your employer, You decide to leave the workforce so you've met a condition of release so i'm over commonwealth preservation age let's call it 60 depending on the year that you're born but let's call it 60. i've retired from the workforce and i write to my fund and i say yes i cease gainful employment i do not intend to return and i'd like to take some money out of the super fund that i've been putting money into and that's the nuts and bolts of what happens Nothing happens to your assets, nothing happens to your shares, nothing happens to your managed funds, nothing happens to your ETFs, nothing happens to your listed investments. The underlying portfolio that you've used to accumulate wealth whilst you've been working simply takes off the, the accumulation hat and it puts on a pension hat. And that says, okay, I'd like to take some money out every year to live the the way that I want to live. Yeah, And you can decide how and when you take that money out. A big misconception that I see is that people assume it has to be fortnightly because they think of the age pension. It doesn't have to be that at all. It can be fortnightly, monthly, quarterly, weekly, annually, semi-annually. However, your provider will let you take the money out. That's how you can choose to access your capital in the pension to meet the way that you want to fund your lifestyle depending on the resources that you have in totality. So you can structure your cash flow the way that you want. One of the big benefits of moving to an account-based pension is that everything inside the fund is tax-free from an earnings perspective. So if we take a step back, superannuation is generally taxed at 15% or less whilst you're accumulating wealth while you're working. Yeah. Once you put that pension hat on, everything inside the fund where you have an account based pension is tax free so that not not only means that you've avoided 15 or avoided you've mitigated 15% tax on your earnings you've also avoided or mitigated capital gains tax so let's say you bought commonwealth bank shares back in the day for $30 yes And they've been in your super fund and then you've retired and you're 62 and you've left the workforce. You turn on an account-based pension and you sell your CBA shares for $88. You pay zero capital gains tax, which is very, very advantageous from a sale perspective and from the perspective of maximising the wealth with which you can draw an income stream. So there are a number of benefits that you can take advantage of when commencing an account-based pension. Primarily, tax-free money over 60, where you've met a condition of release, tax-free money inside of superannuation, in that you don't pay income tax on your earnings, and thirdly, you don't pay capital gains tax on the sale of assets inside an account-based pension, up to the transfer balance cap of $1.6 million per person.
0: Now, that's another thing that people sometimes uh, have questions about is what exactly is the transfer balance cap? What does it mean? What are the Mm -hmm. restrictions that that cap imposes upon you?
1: Yeah. So that was uh, a a threshold that was introduced a couple of years back where they said the maximum amount of money that people could have in superannuation per person is $1.6 million where everything inside the fund and coming out of the fund over the age of 60, excluding non-concessional contributions but that's a that's a separate strategy over the age of 60 everything is tax free where you have a superannuation account and you start an income stream over the balance of 1.6 million the proportion of your benefit over 1.6 incurs tax at 15% so in that example you've got 1.7 million 1.6 of it's tax free you have an excess component of $100,000 and the earnings on that $100,000 is taxed at 15%.
0: So it's not a cap cap in that the it's an absolute limit on how much you can put into the super. It's a mm. cap in terms of how much is going to be tax-free. Spot and on. anything yep. above that cap yep. will not be tax-free. Exactly.
1: And that's why a lot of people come into the office, they sit down and they go, oh, I'm over the transfer balance cap. The world's going to end. The sky's going to fall. Sun's going to fall out of the earth. Not at all. <laughs> Slow your roll. Pump your brakes. It's just that a portion of your earnings will be taxed at 15% yeah, and it won't be tax-free. So it's not the end of the world and people shouldn't live and die by the transfer balance cap. It's just another measure that the government yeah. put in to be so able to So if you're a little us. bit
0: over, it's not going to make no. very little difference. And um,
1: the, nice, the nice thing about it is from a strategic perspective, if you have listed shares and you generate franking credits with your tax-free component, there's a very, very good chance that the franking credits from your tax-free component because they're refunded, because the yeah. bill didn't take them, they will actually cover the tax on your excess component. So there's a number of ways to employ a strategic strategy yeah. to be able to get around it.
0: Okay, and the other thing about the transfer balance cap is that it gets indexed over time. It
1: does, that's right. And we're, we're toying with that at the moment and I'm sure there are a number of accountants there that are going to have to amend their software to be able to address <laughs> this. And the feedback I'm getting at the moment, of the, the, the social chatter is that, the logistics of this is going to be a lot harder than people realize but it will move up over time, so that as you continue to accumulate, you'll be able to make the most of changes yeah. uh, that are set by legislation.
0: Yeah, because obviously over time, although inflation is very low right mm. now, over time, at uh, 1.6 million dollars is you know it's a certain amount of buying power today. Correct. But in a few years' time, it might not be quite as much. Exactly. So that's why they index the. Uh, that's the right. Cap. So they're trying
1: to keep they're trying to keep pace with the real world yeah. and be able to ensure that people aren't penalised for accumulating wealth going forward.
0: Okay, so once you've moved into the account-based pension phase, are you still able to make contributions into the fund?
1: So, very, very good question. Someone must have written that down for you. Um, (laughs) No, the answer is no. Now, I say no, but there's a workaround. So we have superannuation accumulation phase, and that's the phase that people are in whilst they're contributing to super either personally or from their employer. Once you decide to put a pension hat on and you say to your fund, Yes, I've decided to retire. I'm over the Commonwealth Preservation Age and I wish to draw an income stream from my account. You cannot add to the capital value of that account. Now, that being said, if you wanted to add some money, let's say you started a pension on the 1st of January and you receive a pension for 12 months and then let's say, unfortunately, your father passes and you inherit $300,000, You have the ability to stop the pension, wind it back to accumulation phase, which is money going into super. You could add the money that you've inherited from the passing of your father, and you could recommence a pension. So there are workarounds to be able to maximise the structures and the income stream that you can draw, but it's also important to keep in mind that from a general standpoint, once you start a pension, you cannot add to its capital value. Not to say you can't stop it and wind it back, and there's some admin logistics to do so, but it doesn't mean that you can never add to money again, but the general legislation says that you cannot add to a pension that's already been commenced.
0: Okay, so the secret there is to uncommence it. and Correct. <laughs> yeah, you need to wind it back, throw some money in,
1: and then recommence it and ensure that you've met all of the rules in relation to contributions to be able to start a pension.
0: So, so how hard is it to flip back and forth It's, it's like
1: really that? not that difficult. Again, it's one of those things like the transfer balance cap. I'm over 1.6. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's actually not that bad. Okay. You just need to write to your fund and say, look, I'd like to go back to accumulation. They say, sure. No mm. problems. You throw your money in. Mm-hmm. taking into account your contribution rules, you then say, oh, I've changed my mind. I'd like to start a pension again. And the million dollar pension that you had is now $1.3 million after you throw the $300 in. There's just some admin and some faffing around that you need to do under the law.
0: Okay, so, well, that's yeah, that's that's tricky though because when they tell you that you cannot add to the capital value, it sounds pretty final, doesn't it?
1: It very much does. And again, if we look at that in isolation, once a pension is commenced, you cannot add to it the pension value. That doesn't mean you can't, Stop the pension, mm. come back to accumulation, fuel it back up, and then start another income stream. So, it's, okay. the devil's in the detail. It as certainly always. is.
0: <laughs> and of course, um, not everybody has a, a sufficiently juicy pension that they're entirely self-sufficient. Some people are taking a combination of pension from their superannuation mm-hmm. and pension from the government. Mm-hmm. What sort of what are the Centrelink implications here?
1: So, when we start an income stream, it always comes back to saying, "Am I of?" Commonwealth age to be able to get the age pension, generally 67 or more, depending on your date of birth, could be from 65 up. When you start an income stream, the capital value under the asset test for Centrelink, your income stream is counted. So let's say you had $500,000 in an account-based pension and you're 68 years of age, and you had $100,000 in cash or investments, you would have $600,000 of assessable value under the asset test of Centrelink. Where you have a couple, and this is a strategic consideration for couples out there where there's a difference in age, if the younger person in the relationship is not of Centrelink age and they happen to have all of their superannuation in accumulation phase, so I have a husband at 69, I have a wife at 62, and she has all of the superannuation value in her name, her assets where she does not start a pension are not considered for Centrelink purposes. So there are some strategic considerations that you should keep in mind depending on the age of the two parties involved and also whether they're in accumulation phase or pension phase to make the most of your Centrelink entitlements both now and in the future and being prepared for that and making the most of your contribution options can maximise your entitlements going forwards.
0: And it's a pretty uh, fairly common arrangement, isn't it, that that some people are, in fact, in that situation where they're taking a part pension from Centrelink Mm -hmm. and they also uh, have some of their own superannuation money as well. Correct. That's probably more common than not.
1: That's exactly right. So you'll have an income stream of the money that you've accumulated while you're working and then you may, depending on the asset and income test of Centrelink, may be entitled to a part pension or full pension or something in between. Yeah. So you're receiving an income stream from the assets that you've built up. You're also receiving an income stream from Centrelink. So the combination of the two is a way to then look and say, well, what do I need to do to be able to live the way that we want to live, taking into account our personal situation? But prior to that, you want to think about how can we structurally make sure that we're making the most of our accessible assets leading into Centrelink age, given into account the asset test, the income test, and obviously the gifting rules that Centrelink employ.
0: And unless things have changed, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, if you are taking apart pension, aren't there other benefits in terms of uh, concessions because you're a Centrelink pensioner? In terms of, you know, just what you pay for things?
1: Correct. So from a Centrelink perspective, yes, you'll be entitled to... Uh, uh some some reduced licenses some electricity some rates some pharmaceutical benefits uh, in New South Wales my father-in-law is a big fan of a free gun license
0: <laughs> really <laughs> given
1: I'm free? married to his daughter I'm not sure if that's a good or bad thing but a hey, free gun it's, license it's, what a benefit yeah free fishing license free gun license you know you can put a value to that if you want. So it's important to understand that, yes, you're being told there's to some in, in, you know benefits, but also how can we fund the way that we want to live, taking into account the fact that we have to meet the legislated minimum for our age yeah. and for people under the age of 65, that is normally 4%. In light of COVID, the government have halved that by 50% to say, look, the minimum you need to take is a pension because people may not want to be drawing out assets at a devalued rate For the last 12 months and for the next 12 months, it's 2% for people under the age of 65. And then as you get older, the legislative minimum increases. So it's important to understand what you need to draw to be able to keep all of the tax-free benefits that we talked about before in place for the pension to ensure that you can live the way that you want to live and draw the income stream that you need.
0: We're talking today about what is an account-based pension and how does it work. So, Luke, as we wrap up the program today, what are the key strategies that people need to remember?
1: So, if I was leading into retirement and I was thinking about drawing an income stream because you were going to say goodbye to work, I'd be thinking about maximising the capital value of your income stream because, as we said before the break, some of the key benefits here are no earnings inside the fund, which means you avoid 15% tax. No capital gains tax on assets that you've accumulated from way back in the day inside superannuation. Yeah, and that's so a you, big one, isn't it? That's huge because you can buy a CBA for $30, sell it at 88, and pay no capital gains tax, which from a capital value perspective is, can be very, very powerful. Um, think about maintaining an income stream or building a combination of pensions between a couple especially if you're a CSS or PSS, DFRDB or MSBS member, when you're taking into account the transfer balance cap that we spoke about before, the most you can have in super is 1.6%. So if you can funnel some of that money into a spouse's account and have more of your money tax-free under 1.6, the important thing there for people in Canberra is obviously if you have a $50,000 pension, you multiply that by 16, you have $800,000 against your transfer balance cap. Yeah. So you can only have $800,000 in your personal super before you hit that 1.6 threshold. So think proactively about balancing out your accounts or moving more money into a spouse's name to maximise the amount of tax-free income that you could have in retirement because that's very, very advantageous. Um, Make the use of franking credits inside your pension account. So if you're buying Australian shares, make sure you're in a fund that lets you generate an income stream and control the dividends that you receive because if you buy CBA and you end up with three, four, five, six, a thousand dollars of franking credits because bill didn't take them we have a check that comes who's bill exactly remember him exactly (laughs) um maximize your franking credits because they have real value in retirement so if you're in a unitized superannuation fund like an industry fund think twice about your pension needs because they may be different to your accumulation needs because i'm yet to meet somebody in retirement that isn't worried about the amount of money that they're going to earn and therefore be able to take out to fund their lifestyle. So think about the structure of your fund. Think about the ability to generate income think about your ability to maximise franking credits and make the most of an account-based pension prior to retirement so that you have as much of your accumulated wealth in a tax-free structure as possible.
0: And don't panic when you hear the words transfer balance cap because it only means that that's the most you can have before the tax kicks in. If you have a little bit more, it's only going to be a little bit of tax.
1: Yeah, look, exactly right. I wouldn't hang your hat on that. Um, If you are upset about it, I ring Helicopter Corp. <laughs> they'll be able to fly you to the coast for the weekend take you for lunch fly you back and for a very very uh nominal amount of money i think your your partner will love you for the rest of your days so there's a there you go shameless it's, free it's commercial a shameless point. free commercial but i tell you what the guys that i have <laughs> Complex and Code that have the chopper. Well,
0: for people who might have missed the Top beginning of shop. the program, Luke arrived at the radio arrived station in the chopper. as a passenger in a very flash helicopter. Very. Not, just, not just a little rattly old yeah. World War, you know, a Korean sure War correct. leftover. No, yeah. very flash helicopter. Very flash. And, and uh, sleek and black and yeah. lovely looking. It's and, all uh, And arrived in the car park and uh, it was like a rock star entrance.
1: Well, you know, it's the closest I'm going to be to, you know, Bon Jovi. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Complex so, and Coke and you know, they and, can take the credit for
0: that. <laughs> And and still you're uh, you've got the adrenaline pumping quickly. Pumping. Where can we get more information?
1: Yeah, so six two six zero four seven four nine. I think we've got a few appointments left in April. So if you want to come in and have a chat, get something in the diary because we're running very very uh, far in advance at the moment, which is 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 very pleasing www.envisionfinancial.com.au we've got the knowledge centre you can look about all of this sort of stuff with pensions transition the laws the legalities watch some videos read some details we've got the podcast the strategy stacker, Luke Talks Money on iTunes and Spotify and we've got YouTube Envision Financial Canberra where we record the radio show you can pause it watch it on your phone take notes see what you need and then call us and we can sort you out so it's all there
0: marvellous stuff thanks very much for popping in or, or dropping in dropping I so in yep. dropping first in. time and last time I'll probably say I'm dropping in on Friday. Uh, Next (laughs) next week you can arrive in the Lamborghini. There we go. Anything's possible. (laughs)
1: Anything's possible.